That was wonderful. Let's give them another hand. That was wonderful. I think many of us love this day this, the, for the choir cantata for two reasons. One, the music's beautiful, glorious. And the second, Ed said it, because the sermon's short. <laughs> Let me read you from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quickly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. There's a forgotten man in the Christmas story. The forgotten man is Joseph. We don't think much about Joseph during Christmas. When you go to the post office and you buy stamps, there's no pictures of Joseph. There's of Mary. There's of nativity scenes, but no Joseph. What about songs? Is there any song said, Joseph, did you know? <laughs> no, it's all about Mary. Joseph is the forgotten man in the story. Maybe it's because there's not much written about him. But Joseph has a very important role in the story of Christmas. And what is written is important for us. We don't know much about Joseph, but we know in verse 19 that it says, Joseph was a righteous man, which means Joseph followed the will of God. Now, this would make sense because he's also a son of David, which means David was his ancestor, which means he was in the lineage of a king. Now, when Joseph entered the room as a righteous man and as a son of David, you better believe that he could walk into that room tall. You better believe that people would seek out Joseph. They would want his advice. They would want to know what Joseph knew. They would trust him with their business. Why? Because Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph's righteousness, of course, was tested the moment he learned Mary was pregnant. Joseph, as a righteous man, had only two options. Legally, he could publicly divorce her on grounds of adultery, and she would be stoned to death, Deuteronomy 22. Or mercifully, he could choose to give her a certificate of divorce so that her life was spared and she'd be able to marry again. Both were considered righteous. What would he choose? What would you choose? Scripture tells us that Joseph chose mercy. Listen again to verse 19. Because Joseph was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. That's it. 
Nice and neat. A good plan. He could dispose of her quietly, and then he could move on to another wife. Why? Because he was a righteous man. He was the son of David. You better believe the ladies would be lining up for Joseph. As easy as that. It's a funny thing about the plans we make, though. You know this as well as I do. Man makes his plans, but God laughs. After Joseph had made his nice and neat, simple plan, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because she, what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. In other words, the angel showed up and said, Joseph, it's okay. Mary didn't cheat on you. She loves you. This is not the work of sin. It's the work of God. Joseph, the Lord has chosen Mary. The very virtues that you saw in her, the Lord also saw. She will bear the Messiah, Joseph, and you're going to help to raise him. You're to make sure he knows the way of the Lord. And Joseph, you're to call him Jesus. Because God, Yahweh, is saving his people. What a wonderful message. And as a man, I know that message put Joseph back together. All those doubts he had about his future bride, all that pain was gone in an instant with those wonderful words from the angel, those comforting words. But there is another side to those very same words. And you know this. Whenever God chooses to work, there is always opposition. Think of the prophets. Whenever God gave a word of the Lord to the prophets, there was always persecution. In fact, whenever the Lord comes near, whenever the Lord truly works, there's always a cross. Joseph's cross would be would be that he would have to stand in front of everyone and look like a fool. Because when he took Mary in, everyone in society would go, he took her in? And they could give the story, oh, an angel made her pregnant. And all the people would say, right. <laughs> Righteous Joseph would no longer, if he chose to bring in Mary would no longer be seen as righteous in everyone's mind. Righteous Joseph would no longer be sought out as wise or sought out for his advice Why he brought in that woman. Righteous Joseph would lose business, would lose standing, would lose face in that shame culture. Righteous Joseph, to follow the will of God, would have to look like a fool. No wonder people in the end would not go out of their way to bring in righteous Joseph. Because by bringing Mary in, they didn't see him as righteous anymore. Joseph learned a, an important lesson, that God's righteousness is not like our own righteousness. But thank God for that. Because when we think of righteousness, our righteousness is to look good among our peers. 
Our understanding of righteousness is to have power and influence. God's righteousness is different. God's righteousness is Jesus. Jesus is willing to look like a fool as he lays aside heaven's glory to be born in a manger. Jesus was willing to be called an illegitimate child to make us children of God. Jesus was willing to be rejected by his own in order to make us his own. As the hymn says, when I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down, when I was sinking down, sinking down, a lot of sinking downs, when I was sinking down beneath God's righteous frown, and here's the key, Christ laid aside his crown for my soul, for my soul. Christ laid aside his crown for my soul. That's what the righteousness of God looks like. That's what obedience to God's will is, to come down and rescue his people, to save them from their sin, to shine as the morning cross, or as the, the, the cantata said, to be hung on a tree. That's the righteousness of God. Joseph was confronted with a choice, a wonderful but terrible choice. To bring in Mary, he would lose face. He would, be, he would not be obedient to the people. To bring in Mary, he would be obedient to God. What would he choose? What would you choose? Well, Scripture says this. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph was a righteous man in the truest sense. Lord, help us to be righteous as well. In Jesus' name, amen.